Welcome. Today, the 18th of February, marks the start of our journey with the first podcast in our series, ICT in the PGCE 2021 Group N. I am your host, Elizabeth Openshaw from Pretoria, and joining me in sharing their reflections of Unit 3 are Nebo Sibisi and Precious Rachlocho, both from Pretoria, and Zenobia Block in the Northern Cape. Let's cross over to Zenobia and listen to her analysis of the instructions. In this podcast, I will discuss the instructions, layout, color, font and images in relation to 3.1 and 3.2. Firstly, your layout needs to be simple and easy to understand. In 3.1, Dr. Miller gives us instructions for a sound file and her instructions is easy to understand. The heading in 3.1 is typed in a larger text and it's black in color and it seems self-explanatory. When we look at 3.1, we see that the fonts for instruction differ. Some is bold and this might be to place emphasis there is also some text that is stuck in blue, like download, and you could try speaker.com. This could be seen as direct instructions given or an idea that's been conveyed. In 3.1, there is also the word not written in uppercase letters, and this is also to place emphasis on the things that we should not do. Overall, in 3.1, the use of fonts and color in the instructions of Dr. Miller is fairly self-explanatory and the layout for such instructions seems alright because it is even written in simple sentences which tells me that the lecturer is conveying a complete thought or idea through, her, through the use of a simple sentences. In 3.2, again, we take a look at the different fonts and color in this instruction. And we have some words in normal font and some in bold for emphasis. Some in italics, and it could be used to place emphasis or contrast or to draw our attention to a particular text. There is also the color on certain text. We see that Dr. Miller again used short, simple, sentence to convey our clear instructions to students. So, what do I think about the layout of instructions in 3.1 and 3.2? Well, I think the different fonts help with understanding what is required of a podcast in this context. The use of different colors on different words helps with ideas and guidance. So, I do like it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Join me again next time when we discuss another topic. Bye. Thank you, Zenobia. Precious, what is your experience of the instructions thus far? Good day. My name is Precious and today I will be discussing the tone of instructions for Unit 3. In this unit, Dr. Miller uses clear and formal language, which is appropriate in a professional manner.
She does not yell, mumble, speak too fast or too low. Her instructions are straight to the point in such a way that she uses short, simple and complete sentences that students are able to understand. In some of the examples, she provides guidance by using videos or voice recordings for students to understand. And when a student gets the task wrong, she gives them a chance to edit or redo the task, which symbolizes sympathy towards the student. She breaks down instructions by using bullets and numbers for important points so as to avoid overwhelming students with unimportant details. She places emphasis on important instructions by putting them in bold. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your views, Precious. Nebel, what are your conclusions about the teaching methods used? The way podcasting was taught in Unit 3 was structured in such a way that we followed a set of clear and concise instructions. Dr. Miller made use of the method called scaffolding, which aligns very well with the pedagogy of 21st century learning, where the teacher takes on the role of mentorship rather than being the dominant content expert. There was minimal guidance and support and more experimenting and creativity aligned with the outcome of creating the podcast. We were to produce the content to the relevant platforms and if we couldn't manage to do so, then we received constructive feedback to go back to the drawing board and produce the necessary results. There was a podcast quiz, which we were to take consistently until we managed to get 100% and no less than that. One could call Dr. Miller Mr. Miyagi in this unit, as we had her as more of a facilitator than the officer in command. In the instances where the instruction was cut and right, the font was bold and the language used got your attention to keep us in check with the requirements of this activity, so as to ensure we produced top-notch results. We were placed in groups of four and were instructed to work together and give each other feedback for the production of the first podcast. We were instructed to make a sound file using a document that was uploaded with the assignment in 3.1 and host the podcast online, thus making it downloadable even after the course has taken place. Because as we all know, thanks to exposure to the virtual space, links do expire. After creating the podcast, we were to transcribe the audio file to make it accessible to a broader audience and cater to the unique variation of the students in the classroom. Dr. Miller made it very clear that we don't upload the normal voice recording to Moodle or the LMS. We must make sure that we upload the link and that your podcast needs to be downloadable after the fact. Learning about the benefits of using a podcast in the classroom has enriched us all because they are simple and easy to make and can be really exciting for the students in the normal school environment. They add an edge to the classroom experience and we certainly can't go back 
from learning this great new skill for our teaching going forward. Thank you, Nabel. Let's bring our attention to the benefits of using podcasts in a learning environment. Thomas Goldman discusses the value of using podcasts as both a teaching and learning resource in his article, The Impact of Podcasts in Education. Episodes relating to course content might be designed by teachers to reiterate what is taught in the classroom. Complementary material may also be designed where teachers or even students host episodes and interview guest speakers, much like Jazzy Cook's Side Dance podcast, which explores the application of dance science and research in the studio setting. Podcasts serve as an accessible resource to students, which can be available outside the confines of the classroom, allow for multiple repetitions, and are well-suited to auditory learners. Students will gain information and technology skills and improved communication and listening skills in creating their own podcasts. A podcast could also be used as an alternative method for assessment, especially where a verbal response is more suited to student needs. Podcasts can provide a platform for further student-centered research aligned with their individual interests, a place to share work and to reflect on the learning experiences of others. Using podcasts as both a teaching and learning resource allows for effective learning following Gagney's events of instruction. I would recommend using podcasts to enhance learning in the classroom too, spark inquiry, share information relating to new activities and previously acquired knowledge, guide learning with additional, complementary resources, provide general feedback related to tasks and learning, and offer an alternative platform to demonstrate learning and assist in improving memory, recall, and maximizing accessibility.